My name is Luna Casey, and welcome to the New England Ghost Stories podcast, where every other week we will explore the legends, myths, and tales of hauntings in and around New England. Whether you are a believer of things that go bump in the night or not, we hope you enjoy these chilling tales of the supernatural. The White Mountains. In the winter, they are New Hampshire's home for skiing, snowboarding, and all kinds of winter sports. In the summer, there's hiking, horseback riding, camping, rock climbing, and zip lines. All surrounded by majestic scenery and incredible wildlife, such as moose, black bear, loons, fox, turkey, and rainbow trout. One of these popular hiking trails is the Copper Mine Trail and Bridal Veil Falls. The Copper Mine Trail in Franconia, New Hampshire is a great place to hike, but you don't want to live there. Along the trail, you may spy a cellar hole, the remnants of a long-forgotten village that failed to listen to the warnings given to them by the local Native Americans. Around 1859, settlers to the area discovered a rich vein of copper running through the rocky landscape. Soon, the area was overrun by prospectors looking for a quick buck. Along with these new inhabitants came railroad tracks to haul copper down the mountain, homes, a store, two churches, and even a school. But building this village presented its own challenges. While they were putting up some of these homes, the workers would return to the houses they were working on only to find all the construction they did the previous day was undone. They found foundations filled in and roofs lifted right off, all without a sound being heard. The people were perplexed, but that didn't stop them from settling there. They moved into the houses that were finished, and the store, school, and churches were up and running. All this time, the villagers noticed a group of Native Americans watching from the perimeter of the village. One day, the pastor went over to the Native Americans and asked them why they were standing there. They explained that the land the homes were built on was sacred ground, that their ancestors and great chiefs were buried there. The roofs that were torn off the houses and the filled-in foundations were a warning from the great spirits that watch over the burial grounds. If the village wasn't moved a few hundred yards away, something worse would happen. Of course, the white man didn't listen to such native superstitions and decided to stay put, a decision they would come to regret. In August of 1859, a thunderous roar was heard on the mountain and the sky above the village turned blood red. Many people from nearby towns around the notch 
hurried to the village to see what happened and to offer any help they could. What they found shocked them all. The copper mine had collapsed, sending a cloud of copper dust through the village, choking every living thing in it. Smoke still billowed from chimneys, and tables were set for dinner, but not a soul was in sight. Those whose bodies weren't found seemed to have disappeared into thin air, never to be seen again. In time, the buildings decayed and crumbled, and the earth reclaimed the land. Maybe the villagers should have heeded the warnings of the great spirits. When we return, we'll head to Crawford Notch and the story of the Willie House. During these difficult times, services like Instacart are more important than ever. You'll find the products you love from stores like Aldi, CVS, and Big Y. Everything is hand-selected by shoppers, including the freshest produce, and it's delivered to your door in as fast as one hour, all while following the most recent safety standards. There has been no better time to give Instacart a try, and it's so easy to join. Just go to newenglandghoststories.com or our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories and click on the Instacart link to get started. And now, back to our story. About 30 miles southeast of Franconia and the Copper Mine Trail is Crawford Notch. This 5,775-acre state park has camping, hiking trails, waterfalls, fishing, lots of wildlife, and spectacular mountain views. Crawford Notch State Park is also the home of the famous Willie House. Henry Hill originally built the house as an inn to provide for those traveling through the Notch, buying and selling their goods. Unable to make a go of it, and after changing hands a couple of times, the Willies took over. In 1825, Samuel Willie Jr. and his wife Polly moved into the house with their five children and two farmhands. But life for the Willies wasn't exactly easy. Winters in the Notch were brutal, and from time to time they could hear the rumble of a landslide echoing from the mountains above. Occasionally, a rock would come down and hit the roof of the house. In June of 1826, neighbor Abel Crawford and a few other men were repairing the road when there was a sudden rainstorm, sending the men hurrying to take refuge in the Willie house. No sooner did they arrive at the house when a landslide came down and covered the road that they had been working on. When a second landslide follow, that was enough for Polly and the children. They were ready to get out of Dodge. But the men insisted that they were safer in the house than out in the storm. After the storm passed, Willie set up a camp on a hill near the house 
and kept horses and a wagon ready for a quick getaway, just in case. All was well until August 28th. It was a hot, muggy summer day when the skies again opened up. Thunder and lightning buffeted the mountain, and the rain came down in buckets. The family gathered together, reading the Bible, as the storm raged on. When they heard the rumble of another landslide, they decided to make use of Sam Willie's horses and buggy and fled the house. This would turn out to be a bad decision. By the next morning, the destruction was widespread. The crops of both Abel Crawford and his son, Ethan Allen Crawford, had been flooded, and they both had losses of livestock. But the Willie house fared better. When one of Willie's frequent customers, John Barker, braved the notch after the storm, he was happy to see the house still standing. Thanks to a group of boulders behind the house, the landslide was diverted around the house. Land and buildings on either side of the house were destroyed, but the house itself remained untouched. With no one in sight and night quickly falling, Barker made himself a cold supper and retired for the night. The next morning, he traveled on to Abel Crawford's farm thinking that the Willies would also be there. When they weren't, they organized a search party. Several days after the storm, bodies started turning up. Sam and Polly's bodies were recovered, as were the bodies of two of their children and the two farmhands. But three of the children were never found, either living or dead. After the tragedy, travelers would place rocks in a pile near the house as a makeshift memorial to the family who perished that August day in 1826, not realizing that they were, indeed, safer in the house than out in the storm. Thank you for listening to New England Ghost Stories. New episodes are added every other Thursday. This episode of New England Ghost Stories was written and produced by L.B. Kirkwood. Music by Vysislav Dragunov. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to New England Ghost Stories on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or it's your favorite podcast directory. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star review. And if you have a story that you'd like to see covered in an upcoming podcast, please leave a comment on our website at newenglandghoststories.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Luna Casey.